Welcome to Always in Escrow with Colby Burchin and Serena Appel. Hello, Colby. Serena, I am pumped today. I am super excited. I am thrilled to introduce our audience to Rachel Clark, the floral design visionary behind her award-winning event design company, Dearest Rachel. You may have seen her on HBO Max, on Full Bloom, Bravo TV, Summer House, and Winter House. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I, Serena, beyond. I mean, bow down to Rachel. I, she's incredible. Your flowers are everything. My wife and I follow you. Your designs are great. And you could see how you live through your flowers. So thank you for coming on our show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> So I'm going to dive right into the questions. What inspired you to become a floral designer? What, what do you like most about it? Honestly, I always say that flowers found me unexpectedly and exactly when I needed it to, honestly. Like I studied design in college. I worked through the corporate ladder. I worked in fashion design, you know, merchandising, like studios and whatnot. And it just was a was not what I wanted my life to look like. I worked so hard to get to work my way up through the ladder. I dropped out of college actually for at the time, like my dream job, which was visual design for um, Nordstrom. And as I worked my way up through that corporate ladder, I just got farther and farther away from what made me happy and from what like gave me a sense of fulfillment. And one day I honestly just quit my job. I had no plan. I was living in New York and I, I didn't know what I was going to do for the first time in my life. And I did some soul searching. I call them my lost years. Um, you know, I, I basically just did everything I could to make ends meet, like literally anything. Um, and it was a very humbling time. But, you know, what, what led me to flowers is, like I said, like it was um, it was a mistake, but it was the perfect timing. And a friend of a friend was like, do you need a job? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, do I ever, like, I need a job always. Now is perfect. And it was working in a flower shop in Chelsea um, in the city. And it was the most serendipitous moment. And it was like everything that I've ever loved from any single job, even from a job like in high school, like working at a grocery store, like interacting with people, like everything just clicked. And ever since then, it was, I knew that that was the love of my life and what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I love that. That is amazing. Well, your client roster is quite impressive. Okay, everybody, we're talking One Hotels, 818. We're talking HBO. We're talking Nine West, Fresh, Bravo, Bacardi, Amazon, Gucci. I mean, so tell us about this world of event design, you know, floral design, working with event companies. What's, how does that work? How does that, how do you integrate um, into these incredible events that are going on? Well, I'll tell you, it's never a dull moment. Um, it's pure chaos. It's very last minute. It's very stressful, but I wouldn't honestly have it any other way. To me, it, every day feels like a new day. And it's almost like, you know, your first week on the job, right? So you always have to be on point. You always have to be checked, like checked in and just providing the best work continuously. And that's what I thrive on because I didn't do well with the corporate nine to five because to be honest, I got lazy, you know, you get comfortable, but like I need to be in an environment that like constantly pushes me to be the best that I can be. And, you know, like 
we're getting into event design that happened naturally and organically because when I first started in flowers, it wasn't a retail shop. And then working from there, I was like, I want to, you know, I want to take it farther. I want to dive in. I want to get, I want to be closer to clients. I want to do like impact people more. So that, with that said, like weddings was the next step. (laughs) Um, So I became a wedding florist. I worked for a company. Um, They honestly took me under their wing and I had like zero experience. Like I have been, everything that I've learned is like hands-on, like first experience. Like I had no formal training. So from there, you know, like I did the whole wedding thing. I loved it, honestly. Like I would cry every time I see a bride and like still to this day when I do weddings here and there, like it's a very emotional experience for me. And, you know, like events came after that because I realized that I still love fashion. I love like obviously like the event world and what it's becoming now. And slowly, I think I started working at hotels, like one hotel, the standard, et cetera. And from there, people started getting to know my name. They're like, oh, like, Rachel, can you also like do this event or blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my God, sure. And then slowly and slowly, like the roster started building. And even you reading back those names, I'm like, oh my God, I like, I work with those people. (laughs) It's honestly, it's crazy to me. And it's still like, it is like a dream come true in the craziest ways. What are your goals for the future? I'm sure our audience really wants to know what's next. Oh my God, that's a loaded question. Um, I think what ne- what's next for me and my business and just for me personally is to, to be able to say no to things. Um, you know, like I've spent the last several years like working so hard, like doing like multiple events a day and a million events a week and just running myself into the ground. Um, not only because like I love what I do, but because it was kind of that like fight or flight moment where I was like, I need to do everything in order to like make my business get off the ground to support my assistants, to obviously support my lifestyle. Um, so in a personal way, I think it's, it's, is taking a step back and being more purposeful with the jobs that I do. Um, as a business, I mean, I would love to expand further. I mean, I have my assistant that works full time for me. I I honestly wouldn't be able to do what I do without her. Um, she's amazing. But aside from that, it's definitely like doing like bigger installations and collaborations with like brands than just not just events. Like I would love to do like pop up shops and to do like, I mean, like things abroad, maybe, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So most of the work is happening in New York and the Hamptons. New York, the Ham- the Hamptons, and LA, which is a bi-coastal dream. Honestly, it's really cool because a lot of clients that I work with um, do bi-coastal events. You know, New York and LA are quite similar in the event industries and, you know, influencers and da da da. Um, so sometimes, um, if not always, brands will be like, oh, can you also do an event in LA? You know, keep it in the same family, the same style. Um, you know, obviously I've built a really good rapport with some of these brands and they trust me. And I mean, I, I love to, I love to travel. So it's, it's really is a dream. That's great. So what are some of the trends in the floral design industry right now? What, what are you seeing? In the past, it's definitely been like a lot of baby's breath. I feel like that had its moment and, you know, like the dried flower trend, that was a thing, which I say I did start that in New York City. I, but that's a whole nother question. Um, but right now I'm seeing a lot of like monochromatic designs. And I don't know if that's just because that's my style and that's kind of where I, um, really flourish in my style since I have like a design background. Um, but I'm definitely seeing a lot more inquiries for like, 
monochromatic, which I love. So that can be like, you know, obviously like all whites and neutrals, but that's also like a lot of like all shades of blue, all shades of pink. And I think it's a different type of technique and talent to be able to master monochromaticness because I mean, like, yes, it's all the one shade, but you'd be surprised that some hues like can look really bad together. <laughs> um, it's a lot of details, I feel like. So that's, that is what I'm seeing a lot of, at least for events and um, upcoming this year. Okay. So take us back. How has the business evolved? You know, like how has your vision evolved? I mean, you've been recognized and you've come so far from, you know, early beginnings at a, you know, at a storefront starting your business. So like, you know, like, can you reflect a little bit on how far you've come? You know, it's something I always strive to do to take more time to like relish in the journey of everything. But it's so it's so hard to do as you know a creator, as an artist, as a business owner, because you're constantly like thinking about like what's next, what do I need to do? I'm like I'm attached to my phone, and my Google Calendar, and like my emails, and like so it's like to take a moment. I do try to take a moment, but right now, how my company has gotten to where it is, like I still ask myself that all the time. Um, I guess what I, my foundation in the beginning was you're not only buying or you're not only like coming to me for my work, but you're also coming for me. I sell my business just as much as I sell my personality and my love for what I do. Um, not everyone it, it does that. Not everyone is comfortable being the forefront of the company or the face. Um, but I am because I am like, I've always been like a very vulnerable person and a super passionate person that really pours my heart into everything. And that's why, you know, like, the years behind me hustling and doing everything like it's it definitely does take a toll on me personally but I wouldn't have it any other way and I think where I've gotten to where I am today is because I show so much attention to detail I love what I do that is that like reads off the meters I feel like for people and I genuinely care for every single event that I do and everything I do is not cookie cutter. So everything is very customized to the client, to the brand, to the people, um, because I want it to feel like a, like a one-on-one -on -one experience that is very unique. So I think that is the key to why I've been successful over the past several years now. <laughs> I, I see it. Uh, what are some tips for choosing the right flowers for an event? Okay, so that has definitely been a trial and error. I will tell you that I've messed that up before. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, like I said, like, I've learned everything through experience. So sometimes, you know, an event, um, sometimes events are only for two to three hours. Sometimes they're all day. Sometimes you need to do an event at night and it's not until the next morning because the event starts at like 8 a.m. And I personally don't want to get up at 4 a.m. Always. <laughs> um, but I guess to understand like what flowers to pick is obviously like what the brand vision is, what they're looking for, the vibe, whether it's more classic, modern, whimsical, um, and then also just like the longevity of them. So if it's outdoors in the sun, you're not going to pick a super delicate flower. You're going to pick a flower that's more hardy, that has um, the potential to last longer. Um, and then also, you know, like, again, with that, like, it just depends on where it's where it's going if it's an installation is in a vase arrangement when it's you know an installation you have to make sure the flowers are going to be able to last outside of water if there needs to be a water source there's so many things that go into it and like i said like i've gotten it wrong before <laughs> um so it is just like learning learning with the product or with the flowers itself and like how they handle um and sometimes it's out of your control and 
you're dealing with, you know, a variable nature that you can't always control. And sometimes you don't know, like you get a bad flower and it's going to die. Like you can't control it. And at the same time, you just kind of have to accept, um, accept that things are going to ha- go wrong. And all you can do is um, be as equipped as possible to for plan B. <laughs> Exactly. I was thinking it's, you know, working with nature and sometimes in nature and, you know, being flexible on your toes. I mean, it sounds like that's part of the the whole, your whole vision, right? Is, is really to be aware of all of that, the vulnerability that's right there. Um, it's really incredible. I wanted to ask you about you know, drawing inspiration. You just came back from a trip to Europe. I would have loved to be a part of that trip. I'm sure that so many followers of yours would love to be right there by your side, roaming the streets of Paris, hanging out, popping in and out of cafes. So I wanted to hear about like, you know, your, well, your love for travel, you know, and if you draw your inspiration from your travels too. Traveling is something that I have picked up later on in life in my like mid to late 20s. You know, like my mom always instilled in me that traveling is not a necessity, it's a luxury. And for Americans, I feel like that's true. In the European culture, that is the complete opposite. Like travel is a necessity for your well-being. And now like I'm in a position where I can travel and to indulge in, I still treat it as a luxury, but it is definitely a necessity to me as well. I think, especially traveling to Europe, I'm just so inspired by what's come before um, in terms of history, art, everything. And I really love to pay respect to to what's come before. And my whole thing is everything's been done before in all for, in all art forms, right? Like, now it's just like a rendition of like your take on it. So I always try to make the old feel new again. And that's why I really love going back to the root of everything. Um, you know, I'm inspired by landscape and like old fixtures and finishings and just like even things that look worn down. I think there's so much beauty to that. And it really inspires me to, like I said, like make the old feel new again, because it's just your take on it. And I draw so much um, inspiration from a specific era in art, which is called Impressionism. Um, It was a huge movement in in France um, in the late 1800s. And it's about capturing a moment in time through light and texture. And with that, you're capturing like an emotion. So when I create pieces of art or when I do design, like I want to exude, I want you to feel beauty. I want you to see beauty. And if that's all you take away from it, then my job is done. Like that, that is all I want. I I just want to create beauty for the rest of my life. Ah, that sounds amazing. I'm so inspired. (laughs) So what advice would you give someone trying to get into, you know, or becoming a floral designer? What could you tell someone? So I think um, my advice to myself back in the day when I first started is very different than what I would give someone now. So back in the day before floor becoming or being a florist was really popular because now I think it's it's super popular. People have romanticized it, obviously seen, you know, like where it can take somebody like the joy, the success, all of that. Um, so when I got started, it was more like just you know, like I, I showed someone how much I loved it, how much I wanted it. And they took a risk on me. And I'm grateful for that, you know, 
to this day, I am very like thankful that someone believed in me more than honestly, I believed in myself. Um, now it's more competitive. You know, there's so much more people that want to do want to do this. So you, you have to not only have the passion, but you also have to have the talent and the skills, because especially working in the event and wedding industry, it's a very fast turnaround. And you can't like I, I can't fit for me. I can't hire someone that's going to be a liability. I need someone that knows what they're doing because sometimes I only have like an hour or two to set up and there's a lot that needs to happen. I'm not a micromanager. Um, I want to be, I'm always like, you know, like do your thing. I trust you. Like you're here for a reason. You're working for me because I trust you. Um, So I think for anyone wanting to get started in the industry, um, there's tons of flower schools out there that can teach you the, the, you know, the foundations. I actually have been teaching a workshop at the Flower School of New York, which is amazing. Um, but those schools like that are really helpful because they teach you how to process. They teach you the fundamentals of a design. And then from there, you know, you can reach out to florists and be like, Hey, I have experience. Da, da, da. Um, keep me, keep me in mind. I get so many inquiries for people wanting to work with me. And as much as like, I want to take on interns and I want to take a chance, like, I have my core group of assistants that I love so much and I trust them and we've gotten into a rhythm, but they're, you know, I think it's important to have something to offer someone, not just, um, your, like, not just your enthusiasm. Like that's definitely important. We don't want a negative Nancy like on the team. Um, but yeah, I think like going, taking some courses, taking some classes and just honestly, like reaching out to people once you have acquired skills. So how can everybody find you, follow you, and get in touch about upcoming events? You can, of course, follow me on my website at dearestrachel.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at dearestperiodrachel. And for less of my face in my life, you can follow my business account at dearestrachelnyc. <laughs> well, Rachel, thank you. I, I can't thank you enough because I think you're so amazing. Your business is amazing. And from the bottom of Serena, my heart, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for shining your light. 